Welcome, welcome to our second episode of Dr. Dallas Unleashed. We have Angelica here with us. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Dr. Dallas, Dr. Nahara, and we also have another guest. We have Chandler. Hey. Chandler also works in our office, and Chandler works with myself and Dr. Rejuvenation, so we're very happy to have her on. So thank you. Let's give her a big round of applause. Woo! Chandler, Chandler. Welcome. So Chandler's actually been with us for a while. How many years has it been, Chandler? Uh, Six in years. Jan- in January, it'll be six years. So oh, she's our. She's <laughs> one of our veterans. So she's. Uh, oh, geez. Yes, she's been there for six years. And uh, maybe tell everybody what exactly you do in the office. So I am one of the patient coordinators. Um, I do Dr. Rejuvenation's um, surgery scheduling, uh, medical, and cosmetic. So you're, you're helping Dr. Rejuvenation mm-hmm. mostly. Mostly. Yeah. And I'll do some combos with. Dr. With our side. As well as your side, yep. Exactly. And then you said you're a patient coordinator. What is a patient coordinator? So a patient coordinator is with a person, is with a patient from beginning to end. We do everything. We assist them um, with giving them the quotes. Mm-hmm. We're right. there to go over their pre-op, um, pre-op, post-op instructions, let them know everything regarding surgery. Yeah. We follow up with them. Um, I mean, you're like the, yeah, the, we basically hold their hands yeah, the whole you're the big liaison. I mean, basically, mm-hmm. you know, they come in, they call for an appointment, they come see us, myself or Dr. Rejuvenation, but after they do the con- consult, everything that happens between that point and surgery is through the patient coordinator. Right. So those phone calls about what time to be at surgery, what medications, what you should and shouldn't do, where do I go? Where do I buy this garment? If I'm going to buy one, I mean, you're, you're kind of helping them through all that stuff, right? Yep. And I don't envy your job because, you know, I know it's a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. And so, you know, I think uh, patient coordinators, whether it's yourself, Chandler's our patient coordinator for Dr. Uh, Rejuvenation. And then on my side, we have Jessica, who we'll have here shortly, uh, maybe on another episode, really kind of fill in that gap, you know, between uh-huh. meeting me and surgery. Right. So, yes, we thank you because um, it's a tough, tough job, right? Yeah, and it's that. thankless sometimes. For sure. For sure. We, uh, we run around with the like chickens with their heads cut off right. most of the time. But, yeah. Uh, but you got try, it. We do. We, we try it. to stay composed, but yeah, we, we run around like crazy and get a little hectic. So no, that's, that's great. And, um, so you've been with us for six years. What got you interested in doing, you know, surgery or I guess not surgery, you're a medical assistant. How'd you get uh, going with being a medical assistant? <laughs> Cause I couldn't hack it as a nurse. So. <laughs> uh Oh, one of those. <laughs> So you're looking to be a nurse, and that's that is some schooling. But once upon a time, not yes. anymore. But knowing you, I know you could have done nursing school, but maybe just having kids and maybe yeah. the timing right. So, mm. uh, how do you just say, hey, you know what, nursing school not for me. I'm going to do medical assisting. And then how does one do that? I'm sure there are a lot of people who want to know how to do that. I went well. I debated between going to a trade school, which costs an arm and a leg, or just going to a community college. I already had a lot of hours under my belt for just like my basics. So. I just went back, just did the medical assistant program. And that's how long? If uh, I wanted to go to medical assisting school, I go, God, let me, what, let me two years? No, no, I, mine was like a year. A I, year? But I did a lot of hours, so I did my basics. Okay. okay. So I kind of cut down, and then I did my externship, which okay. was like, maybe like 120 hours. Right. I did a little PCP's office. 
PCP, the drug? Yeah. No, not, the, not oh, drug. Oh, 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 PCP, what is PCP yeah. for? Primary care physician's office. Okay, uh, yeah. Shout out to Dr. Get a Wong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's still in practice or not. Um, but yeah, so I did that there. And then I had no idea what urogynecology was. Right. Absolutely no idea. Um, <laughs> me either. Angelica, got, do you know what urogynecology is? I That's what Dr. Rejuvenation did. <laughs> I do now. But not initially, initially oh. no. I just remember sitting in front of Dr. Wynn. <laughs> scared out of my core no idea what i was getting into and Dang. here i am here, here I am. you are yeah. six years later six years later I, I still get very scared in front of dr <laughs> Wen, uh when she we quizzes me on stuff yes but uh so yeah so you've been helping us do that uh mostly with dr rejuvenation mm-hmm. and doing a lot of her not only your gynecology stuff which the short answer would be what anything that leaks drops so stress incontinence pelvic floor um anything like that yeah yeah erectile bladder um, we see that a lot in women who've been pregnant and stretched mm-hmm. out their pelvic floor uh, and have issues with urinary incontinence, mm-hmm. bowel incontinence, and um, you know everything in between. Right. So in addition to her cosmetic stuff, so mm-hmm. Dr. Rejuvenation also does our cosmetic labioplasties, right. uh, vaginal tightening. Uh-huh. Hymenoplasties and then non-invasive vaginal lasers, uh, G-shot. What, shot, what is a G-shot? G-shot. So the G-shot is a shot that gets put into the G-spot of the a woman. The G-spot? Okay. Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a patient that either um, can't get sexually aroused. Um, oh, dear. Yep. yep. <clears throat> I'm embarrassed. Yeah, it gets a, it's a little, a little much. But anyway, so <laughs> a patient that has suffers from orgasm, does isn't able to achieve orgasms, um, Dr. Wynn puts in almost like a filler. It's almost like Juvederm into the G-spot. Okay. Um, so it helps with sexual gratification. Yeah, um, that sounds great. Is there a guy G-shot? There is a P-shot, I heard. There There's is, a P-shot? There is. Oh, I, Dr. Wynn definitely doesn't offer that. We don't offer that. We don't deal with the penis. Yeah. The penis is in the office. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you want to hear something funny? I've heard of people using Botox for for guys' scrotums, so they look more attractive mm. and smooth. Have you heard of that? No, no. Yeah, me neither. Oh, well, I've <laughs> well, heard of it. Do we <laughs> offer it? No, but do, that's a real thing. I've heard of people uh-huh. do that. So, no, at our office we don't offer that. But it, I guess, it makes sense. I, but I've never really run into a guy, what or have you do? run in? Because you know, Botox is a. Um, an injection that re, you know relaxes the muscles. Right. So for forehead lines, gobella lines, it helps smooth out those wrinkles. You're trying to smooth out the scrotum wrinkles, oh right? Does that sound? Have you ever felt like, oh, I'm this person is, I, I'm not gonna, you know, have sex with them because the scrotum's too ugly? Do you have, no. do you have any issues with a wrinkly scrotum? I <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of I know of. I mean, I've been with the same scrotum for a while, so I don't know how <laughs> you're. Um, let's see. Well, uh, let's, recently, let's put it this way: if you came across, <laughs> if you came across a smooth scrotum, would that change anything? Is that a deal breaker? Um, I'm usually not like with a magnifying glass looking, at, <laughs> you know, looking at scrotums. Like, oh, there's three wrinkles here. That's too many. Um, right. No, not a deal breaker for me, to be honest. Okay, I would find that probably a little bit more scary. Like, what, what's wrong with this guy? Why probably. does it look so perfectly smooth? Especially <laughs> right. if he manscapes, you know, and you're actually everything's out in the wild yeah it's it's gonna look a little bit uh, different right mm-hmm. unless you're you know used to the guy if he wears his pajama bottoms and just puts it through the pee hole with a with the lights off <laughs> like a pretty boy type person like that's like who i would feel like would do that oh a pretty boy mm-hmm. and uh, a fork boy yeah fork 
Well, really, play. you know, there's another yeah. term for it, a.k.a. Yeah, last, last song. Yeah. I, I, it's a personal preference that I don't use the word, you gotcha. know, F-U-C-K. So I say, but you guys are welcome we to say, say it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, a fork boy may use Botox to smooth out his scrotum. Oh, it's a real sure. thing. Um, but, you know, if you guys don't find it something that would be attractive, then I don't know. Uh, is ultimate, before and after we can look at? Or I'm sure. We that. should Google that. <laughs> I yeah. feel like we need Maybe to. we would like it if we saw the comparison. <laughs> right. right. You could recommend it to your husband? I could. Do you think he would do it? the possibilities. Chase over here, our producer, said he would do it. Yikes. Chase, our producer, uh, he is uh, interested. (laughs) We have the Botox, and are are you free in the next uh, hour? I've got the scrotum. So who would be be, um, doing this? Would that be um, be, you? Yeah, you're the only uh, injector here today. I'm going to delegate that to Chandler and (laughs) Angelica. Oh, I imagine. These are easy injections. (laughs) I don't, I don't know if I'm qualified for that, but I could just take it for the team and do it. No worries. Yeah, I you can do it. it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, look for our next before and after on the website to right. do Botox, scrotal softening, and uh, smoothing. And uh, yeah, so take a look. That's That'd be very interesting. But anyway, so Chandler, we kind of digressed a little bit. Yeah. So you told us about how you became an MA and how you began to work for Dr. Rejuvenation. Um, but you yourself actually had some cosmetic surgery. I wanted to ask a few questions uh, about sure. that. Um, you actually had some weight loss. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So you had some extra skin and mm-hmm. kind of fell into that category for some, from someone who you know has a lot of loose skin after losing a pretty good amount of weight. Mm-hmm. How much was it? Uh, Roughly. Total, I lost maybe about 70 pounds. 70 oh, wow. pounds. Mm-hmm. Massive weight loss over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and, good. And, Congratulations. And that was not. <laughs> it's been a while, but thank you. I'll that, take it. That was not a gastric sleeve or a gastric. Uh, it was just Exercise your own. Exercise and diet. Exercise oh, and diet. Okay. Went uh, old school. Chandler gets up early and does this and works out, eats right. So she's a model for all those moms out there who just do it on their own and don't have surgery. So congratulations. Thanks. 70 pounds Thanks. is really nice. That is a lot. Yeah. Um, but you didn't like the skin, the extra skin you had on your tummy and, um, extra skin, just kind of all sorts of different places. Maybe we can talk about your tummy surgery. So there's a lot lot of surgeries I've had, so we (laughs) got to break it down. You got to tell us all of them. Yeah. So, you know, obviously I did the surgery, but maybe you can tell people what exactly you had, at least for the tummy portion and how that sort of changed things and, uh, just your experience of the whole thing. Okay. Uh, start. I guess I can start from the top briefly. I had a breast dog. Then I did a lower body lift, BBL. And um, the lower body lift is where we, not only is the tummy tuck, but we go mm-hmm. all the way around, mm-hmm. correct? So right. we're not only removing skin in the tummy tuck-like fashion, but we're also moving removing skin on the side, on the back. So it looks like a belt worth of skin. Mm-hmm. And um, we often do that for people who've lost over 50 pounds, kind of like you. You're right. in that 70-pound categories so uh it really helps straighten out that extra skin on your tummy but also lifts up the bottom right Mm -hmm. but um it's a pretty big surgery yeah it is tell everybody how it was you know the day before getting ready for it and then what the experience was afterwards i was super stoked i wasn't scared (laughs) at all i just hopped on that table i was ready best best eight hours of sleep i ever had yeah i wasn't scared no afterward though yeah it's a it's a bit of a beating, yeah. for sure, the first week. Oh, um, oh yeah. Was it really painful? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, it's not... God, I was, everything was so foggy. I was so drug-induced. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely painful the first week. It's uncomfortable just because you can't sit. Yeah. Um, your positioning is just kind of, I think, what's more painful. But, I mean... 
Yeah, the first oh. week sucks. It's pretty damn bad. You're having well, your whole body lifted up. It's 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 a uh, it's rough, but yeah. And part of that pain, I think, on the front was the the muscle tightening, For right? Sure. So a lot of yeah. people yeah. complain about that pain in the muscles, mm-hmm. and so I think you definitely had that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also just the incisions and everything we're doing. I mean, it's a full incision that goes all the way around, right. and um, you know, it's it's a little bit to recover from. But I thought you did great. Yeah. And you didn't have any more pain, any more or less than I think the typical person. Yeah. Um, and it and wasn't even, to me, it wasn't even the pain. It was more of throughout the recovery, just doing the simple things like laying on your stomach, being able to do a deep stretch, like a long stretch, more yeah. of those, just things that, you know, you should take for granted that you can't do. But yeah, there are a lot of restrictions, you know, we can't. Um, we can't have people laying uh, flat, right? Because we tighten the, the tummy so much or you're leaning forward a little bit, so mm-hmm. sleeping. And I find that a lot of people will say that when they try to sleep, uh, they have to sleep in a lazy boy or something. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing that night after night, sometimes you start not being able to sleep and then that lack of sleep then compounds all the you know discomfort you're having and then you have the medications. So it's like this perfect storm sometimes for people. They can't sleep, they have pain that's you know just Sometimes just even though we're, we're controlling it pretty good, the medication themselves can make people a little bit wired and mm-hmm. uh, feel strange. So um, but I thought you did pretty good. We've had other people who just go out of their minds and just, you know, can't take any of the medication because they're just hopping all over the place. I won't mention any names yeah. of who couldn't handle surgery. Um and Angelica had a similar but much less of a surgery but you didn't have any issues with sleeping did you um, I literally sat sleeping up and my head was on the side because you can't lay on your stomach for, well, what about your back um, I thought you couldn't lay flat for like the first few that that's for weeks. a tummy tuck oh um, not for breast augmentation no for breast oh. augmentation <laughs> I did I, not lay flat for like three weeks so we must so have given horrible. you the wrong instructions, or maybe yeah. you read the wrong ones. I, I must have. I don't know. <laughs> Be honest. When did you really start working out? Because you were doing backflips at, at our four six party. weeks. You were doing backflips, front flips. Okay. Um, I went back to the gym at two weeks. I started doing but, like stair stepper. Yeah. But I mean, li- I'm sorry. Sorry. Like, lifting. When lifting? did you start lifting again? Um, probably at four weeks. Mm. But not anything heavy, like eight pound balls and sandbells and like twelve pound weights. I, you know, wait till my vo- my vlog will be coming out, everyone. So if you guys want to watch my vlog on YouTube, you can see a whole breast recovery. It was great. But it was I, a it was a much different surgery. Angelica yeah. had a breast augmentation, and we compared to your body lift. Yeah, we just compared a breast augment to your whole I was body. I'm curious if how far out you'd break that uh, restriction. Um, but well, the doc was fine with it. If he, he was fine at five. I, weeks. I thought you'd be out there like week one. Like already lifting, doing chest. I was, you know, well, okay, we can say this. My ex was moving at the time. And um, so he was moving and he had a lot of boxes to carry. And I just didn't feel like helping as much as I should have. <laughs> so I told him I couldn't lift anything. And well, he no. still make you lift. Um, I can see I, him doing that. I did a couple, like the lighter things, nothing crazy. Like I would pick up his... I, I don't know, anything with like, paper, not papers, but like light stuff in there. Yeah. And I know he was struggling carrying like the heaviest things. And but that, <laughs> that should have been your license not to do <laughs> right. anything. Right. Not even just carrying light yeah. stuff. It should have been like nothing. Right. So that's kind of cheesy that he would even make you do a little bit. Oh, and I, I did hear he's ex. Yeah, now. ex. <clears throat> ex-boyfriend. Hmm. Not in the picture anymore. So that's a new, new kind of revelation. Right. I understand. This just oh, kind of yeah. happened recently. <laughs> Um, and, um, 
you know, and that's a tough thing. I understand. I mean, even if it, I think the majority of us kind of felt, (laughs) you know, maybe, maybe not. Is this person long term? Not sure. Right. But it kind of came to a head, I guess, over the weekend. It was pretty much an agreement at this point. So single life, single Ange, living it up and thriving. That's what I like to say. (laughs) So be looking for all those smooth scrotes out there. Oh, my (laughs) Uh, you know, sample, sample the buffet is what my parents like to say. So yes, I think that's maybe not the scrotums though. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. We won't get into all the buffet sampling of uh, scrotums. <laughs> but I think going out and uh, just you know seeing other people, other personalities. What I always say is, you know, you find somebody doesn't work out. The best thing you can learn is all the things you don't like in a relationship. What you don't like about that person, right. what what you think you need, and the next person will hopefully kind of fulfill those sorts of things. Right. And um, do you feel like you kind of know yourself a little bit better after this? Um, not, not really, not yet. <laughs> it's been like four years since I've been single, so. Maybe even Chandler. What do you think? I think she should maybe just practice being single. I think right. you should. I think you have, and I think you will admit this. You have a history of dating douchebags. Douchebags. <laughs> like one is a magnet for douchebags. <laughs> like I could write a book. Um, so maybe you should try to, if you stay single and then want to start dating, maybe looking, maybe trying a different type of guy. Right. Like branch out a little bit. Yeah, I, I thought just, I did this last maybe time. Maybe not you know? someone that's a trainer. Maybe someone that's not into fitness. I, I know that's some athlete. similarities that y'all share, but maybe a little. Someone different. Okay. Maybe. I'm going to try something different, you know? Where, where does someone find right. those? I mean... Well, I don't... Are there the new apps? You find there are apps, dating apps. You? Yeah. There's there's a couple different ones. There's Hinge, which is, like, really popular right now. My mom is, like, all about it. She's like, Hinge? check your Hinge. Yeah, it's called Hinge. There used to be Tinder, but Tinder is pretty much like a hookup. Yeah, it's like hookup. Yeah. Right? Nobody's, like, into that anymore. Is that where the fuck boys come in here? That's... Yes. That and Bumble. And that's, like... Timber, Tinder, I feel, is, like, more creepy 101 dudes. Like, people who really just... But they're within like, like a mile of you, right? So you know yeah. where they are. Basement livers, video game players that just don't come out probably like, <laughs> oh my. Fort, you mean Fortnite? People who play Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. And, and um, um, Major League and I Madden. any of yeah. this back in the day. Mm-hmm. We had a, what, AOL, Instant Chat. Right. I had AIM. <laughs> I had a Diamond Chair. Oh, you did? One, yep. That was oh. back in third grade. Um but then, so yeah. it's not Tinder, it's not Bumble, because I used to hear Hinge. about those things just from people talking about it. Yeah. So now I've never heard of Hinge. Hinge is a new one. POF, right? Is that oh. still an app? Plenty of fish? I've never heard of that one. Oh. Farmer, farmers Only? I see farmers the commercials. Only, yeah. and there is, um, what was the other one? My mom wanted to create me an account for a... Christians Connect? Or no, <laughs> definitely not. I would definitely not be on that one. Um, she needs more of the... Um, Satan's uh, and the followers <laughs> right. connect. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, you know, people, uh, yeah, they, they would deny my profile request no. if I even wanted to try. Um, no, but like. What about the other play, the other uh, dating apps? Not apps, the uh, eHarmony and oh. uh, Match? Uh, was it Match.com my mom wanted to create me a profile on? She started to. Okay. And I was like, Mom, do not do that. And then she wanted to sign me for the ba- up for The Bachelor. And so yeah. she's serious about that one. She's like, I'm completing your application this weekend. So we'll All right. I got, I got some questions for you then. So right, we're filling ahead. out your Hinge profile. So we're, we'll ask just the first question. Um, do you like for him to be dark haired, light haired, dark eyes, light eyes? Well, to be honest, my, it doesn't matter. My, well, my last two boyfriends, if you put them next to each other, they're completely different. Okay. One was dark haired and a little bit bigger. And yeah. the last one was blonde hair and smaller and... 
So, so um, it doesn't matter, or you're looking for the tall, dark, and handsome? I'm or looking does it... for a taller guy, I'm not going to lie. Okay. I, I like to wear like at least a little bit of a wedge or a sure. heel when I go out. So tall as like, in? Crunch down. 6'1". 6'1 six, six six is like a perfect height. Okay, 6'1". So. I mean, even taller if you're in the NBA or anything and you're listening to this. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm branching away from athletes, but I'm just kidding. But All right, so what, what kind of job do you want this guy to have? It sounds like you're kind of into the athletic type, but... Well, uh, Does he yeah. have to be a professional athlete? Can no. he be a lawyer? He can, can be he be a lawyer? Okay. He can be an engineer. He can be a doctor. It's really served you well in the past. Obviously, I've hit hit uh, rock bottom with the athletes, so I'm going to branch away a little bit. Um, what if there is someone who's tall, dark, and handsome, and he he sells glasses in a kiosk in the mall? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if he could help, you know, uh, like we can raise a family and. Uh, <laughs> You know. So if he had good morals and you good know morals. had the other check marks, then that would be okay. Love if he love. sold glasses yeah. in the mall at a kiosk. I would be okay. I okay. think... Because um, I would say that Dr. Wynn, Dr. Rejuvenation, I could have um, been 6'3", you know, super California, whatever. But if I worked in the mall at a kiosk, <laughs> mm -mm, no way. I just okay. have to have high standards. But, you know, at this rate in the way society is, uh, love is love. So it doesn't matter um, as long as I, I mean, I might be the breadwinner over here. And at least I can support myself. So, yeah. so you're not matters. looking for someone who makes a lot of money necessarily. You'd be OK if you guys were equal as far as yeah. pay versus he may make less or something. But if he. Um, was a good guy he kind of fit the other you know kind of tall and handsome right you'd be okay with it as long as he's a good guy and he's not like you know overall just an asshole and right. super selfish like a um, previous relationships not gonna name names or anything then i think that that's a good fit i mean whatever you want a life. nice guy that's living in no like, i don't i don't want one of those upstairs extra yeah. cross either even though he's nice <laughs> Right. No, you got to find a guy that has standards for himself, mm -hmm. expectations that, I mean, I don't even know what my expectations are anymore. Um, they've been like doomed over the past four years. So we'll see. Um, yeah, you should still set those expectations oh, very high. You know, I mean, yeah. I think that you're a good person who offers a lot. So at least that person should reflect similar morals and values. True. And hopefully they're, you know, it's a person that can make you even better person than you are now or make you be you know, that sort of thing where you push each other to be better people. Right. Not one person's always dragging the other person down exactly. or, um, you know, demeaning the other person. And it goes both ways. You know, if that's always in a relationship that that's really can wear on both people. And usually it's yeah. one person more than the other. And that other person really is stripped of, you kind of see this self-confidence kind of go and go and go because that one person's constantly picking at the other person. But right. it's time to, yeah, time to find someone who's going to be Got supportive. Yep, you should yeah. be a couples therapist on the side. I really well, think oh, you should. Like, I'm, I'm a plastic wow. surgeon. Yeah, I I'm am a psychiatrist. Oh, that's like, true. Hmm, this is better advice than my dad. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it comes with you know being a plastic surgeon. You have to figure out you know people's motivations and why they're doing this. And yeah. you see a lot of couples, and you see a lot of men and women. And um, their thoughts on why their wives or that person should get surgery. And there are a lot of people, a lot of women who come in. Uh, for example, you know, a woman might come in and she is talking about a breast augmentation, but the guy does all the talking. He mm. goes, nope, I want a C cup. Nope, nope, D cup. This is what we're getting. And the woman doesn't say anything. And then there's some consultations where the girl is like, shut up. I know what I'm doing. You know, and the guy has no say. That's so, definitely me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, you get all sorts of. I don't know if that was me. Mm -hmm. oh, 
you know, I sh- I should have. I, well, no, I'm, I mean, I, this is what I wanted, so I know that I'm happy. But yeah. I, I had some uh, talk from another one that was like, maybe you should go bigger. And I was like, probably not. <laughs> you know when you have that type of husband, the one that's quiet, and the woman runs everything? When you the, wear the pants. When the husband, not only that, when the husband comes in for the one-week post-op, and they look like a new mom. Like, they're exhausted, their hair's not done, they have bags under their eyes, because they're so busy taking care of their wife. Every right. It's like clockwork. Every husband looks like that. That's a good like. thing, though. They do. They look like they're new moms. They, they haven't need had to, to sleep. Like, yeah, you mean after their wives have had surgery, yeah. and yeah. they're their primary yeah. caretakers? That's how my husband was. He yeah. was like, never again <laughs> will you do anything. And of course, I've had a surgery since then. Right. But I feel like a lot of husbands are just, <laughs> because they're having to be the caregivers. True. They have to take your role. Like, mom's roles. Yeah. Instead of taking care of kids, it's taking care of your wife mm-hmm. after hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, surgery is not that bad. I was fine. Yeah. I was up and but for I was these bigger week. for the bigger cases, it's the bigger it's cases. Hell. Yeah, Chandler makes a great point it's because we've had that. I've had women. I, I've told women they've said I want a tummy tuck, but I don't want to tell my husband he's not on board. And I tell them no, you cannot have surgery if you don't have someone who's a good primary mm-hmm. caretaker or you're trying to hide surgery. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. have surgery. Yeah. Because we've seen it before. We know how that story ends, and it always ends terribly. Yeah, where the, the woman that. is suffering because no one's really taking care of her. And the husband, all they want to do is say, I told you so. I told you so. Yeah. Why are you doing this to yourself? That's and they're so ready true. to jump on any issue, complication. And so when there's not a team there, um, I'll just say, you know what? If you're trying to hide this from your husband, don't put us in between. You're not going to have surgery. So we usually tell them, until your husband comes here and is on board, uh, we can't offer the surgery. And I think it just saves them a lot of heart heartache in the end. Right. But um, you need that husband or, you know, significant other or mom uh, right. to be there and um, have a support, at least one person who's supporting the surgery. Because yeah. if you're in it by yourself, it's going to feel like exactly like that. When you have surgery, you're in the middle of the ocean by yourself mm-hmm. and a little dinghy with no <laughs> oar and you're just kind of out there. So That's so true. Do you think yeah. you could have done it by yourself? Oh, God, no. Oh. Oh, God, no. Dang. Yeah, no way. Yeah, I probably couldn't either. There's no way in hell I could have. My, well, not to say the breast dogs aren't hard. They, they're hard recovery. It's tough. Yeah, the first yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. But, yeah, the, like, anything, like, abdominoplasty, body lift, those are tough because showering, I mean, you yeah. need, like, 24-hour care, like, around the clock yeah. for the first few and days yeah. for sure. And I don't think what, you know, some people, the husbands don't realize you might have to wipe your wife's but mm-hmm. after all this stuff, right. because they're tired, they're weak, they can't reach around because it hurts. So it's not just changing the dressing or changing the, the drain. It might be taking uh, toilet paper and wiping someone's booty hole mm-hmm. because they can't do it themselves. And that's very true. And um, oh, no, I, was, I was pretty constipated. I was like, I didn't have um, to do that, but he did but, everything else. I've even heard of husbands having to, because you just said constipated, right? Mm, Some people... Yeah. Yeah. are constipated and the poops doesn't want to come out. So when nope. you take these opioids or pain medications, it can really make you constipated. So we normally tell people to drink water. Um, so there's some medications to kind of keep things soft. But totally. if it gets stuck up there Miralized. and we're telling them you need a fleet's enema, a fleet's enema oh. is a little you know, device that you have to stick up your booty hole oh and squirt oh. fluid. Mm-hmm. But I've even heard of husbands having to like 
manually disimpact. Do you know what that means? Oh, manually yeah. disimpact. You got to pull the poop finger. out. Yep. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah. Wait, really? That's, he would yeah. have been tapped out. Like, he would be like, done. He yeah. would have left. He's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm out. He would be like, you need to go back. And I was like, mm. But that's what yeah. a fleet's enema is for. It's Jeez. to get that, you know, real hard poop to dislodge it. So you're trying to get water up around it and then have it come out. Uh, but yes, it's exactly like it sounds. It's it's not very comfortable, and um, you got to get pretty close there. And if it doesn't work, sometimes you're pulling out poop. Have mm-hmm. you had to do that to anybody here before? No, I've never done that. Oh, okay, I've I've done uh, eight years of training where I did that every <laughs> single day, and so I will delegate that to anybody else I have to now. <laughs> but you know, in training in surgery or plastic surgery, that's a very classic thing to to get called to the ER, right? Mm-hmm call the intern or resident on call. We have a fecal impaction on an 80-year-old lady, right? Usually there's someone old who's on pain medication at a nursing home, and they just get impacted. And so the resident, the lowest person on the the totem pole, would go in there. It's like the bitch work. And uh, you pull out the poop. And so what was the... If you, uh, a full exam is putting your finger in every orifice sometimes for general surgery, meaning you got to check their booty hole, you got to check their mouth. Usually it's the booty hole that's the problem because it's got oh. poop. Mm. It doesn't oh. sound good, right? No, not at all. I wouldn't encourage a general surgery residency for anybody. So okay. yeah, if you could avoid <laughs> it, please do. <laughs> Definitely noted. But I haven't done that in about 15 years. So oh, man. Thank well, the Lord. At least I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. You put in your hours. Yes. That's why fleece enemas sort of get, get us around that a little bit. At least mm-hmm. you can put something up there. Husbands, boyfriends, they can do it. But um, usually yeah. it's not me doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Dang. Um, but yeah. That would cost money. I would charge extra if I had to do that myself. Oh. No, I'm just joking. It's never gotten to that point. Most people do great. So there are ways around it. But um, Did you, you do ever- great over there when you uh, were around? I never had to have uh, my husband insert his index finger <laughs> of my ass, but I definitely uh, had issues. Yeah. But um, okay. we, it, we, it evacu- we evacuated out, right? the dance floor. Okay. We were good, I would say, about <laughs> week two. So we were, we were good with that. Right. We were good with that. But um, thanks for asking. Oh, yeah. Just checking, you yeah. know. We were good. Good. On the full results. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well um, yeah. So uh, that's that kind of covers everything that we wanted to talk about on episode right. two. We went, every, we went from... Scrotums. Scrotums to fecal impaction. Thank you, Chandler, for uh, enlightening us. Uh Um, Douchebags. Douchebags. Angelica, but we're very interested to see how things progress from here. So currently, as of this podcast, you'll be out there checking out the buffet of scrotums. Buffet of scrotums. And how Hinge is working, Hinge and all these other things. You know, I'm not a really big dating app person, but since I coach every night, I don't really have time to get out there, and I'm not going to meet my future husband at Bottle Blonde, and I'm not going to meet him at the bar. Um, But keep us us updated with all that. Well, you know, stay tuned for Angelica's quest for Mr. Wright. But uh, that's it for us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chandler, for joining us. Chandler, Angelica. Uh, We'll see you guys next for our next podcast. Thank you very much. Signing off. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Dr. Dallas Unleashed. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else a podcast can be found.